Welcome to the Lighthouse Financial Advisors Money Over 50 podcast with Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Lighthouse Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Today, as we approach our 100th episode, we're going to have a look back at some of the greatest hits. So, Michael, this is uh, your uh, bit of a highlights reel of some of the the episodes that have jumped out at you as the sort of um, most interesting or useful that people might want to go back and dig into a bit. Yeah, it is, Dallas. Uh, so, before that, um, certainly like to um, thank everyone for for listening along, yeah. along the way. So we started the podcast, the Money Over 50 podcast, back in January 2019. And right? um, yeah, we did, I just went back <laughs> and had a look. Um, it seemed like it took us forever yeah. to get to yeah. you know, the 30th episode. Yes. Because what um, what had happened when we first started, we were releasing a podcast every fortnight. Yeah. Yeah. And then we... And the uh, sound quality was terrible. The sound quality was <laughs> we terrible. We've had, uh, we've had patches where the sound quality hasn't been the, the greatest <laughs> later in the, yeah. the piece as well. But, um, yeah. but certainly, yeah, look, it took us forever to get to 30. Um, we, st- we, we increased to two podcasts a week yep. in 2020, at the start of 2020. And, um, and also then when uh, the market volatility was... was yep. Um, at its most extreme uh, with the coronavirus in February yeah. and March and April of 2020 we were doing another podcast so yeah. all of a sudden here we are we're at 100 episodes so yeah. big thanks to all of our listeners the listener yeah. base has been growing consistently yeah. the whole time we love what we do we love that it adds value to That's our right. listeners. It, so it definitely makes it a lot uh, a lot easier to get motivated and, and a lot more interesting knowing that people are actually getting some value out of it. It's not just us two idiots sitting in a, sitting in a room talking <laughs> to each other the whole time. But people are listening in, people are getting value out of it and, and it's sort of making people's lives better. So it's, yeah, uh, yeah thanks, uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, so um, I just took a look back at our, our last 99 episodes and um, just had a... a a look over that and some ones that um, stuck out to me uh, I've jotted down here and so we'll talk more about those in this so I've done this in chronological order really so I've imagined that um, I've started off with things that you can implement immediately yep as if you were looking if you were aged 50 for example Mm -hmm. and you'd suddenly woken up you'd turn 50 and you went, geez, I need to start um, looking at my retirement. What could you implement straight away? Mm -hmm. Um, Secondly, what what were some of the planning related decisions that you need to make? And thirdly, then as you're approaching retirement, what are the things that you need to take into consideration there? So so, um, first of all, the the immediate implements, um, episode 27, Sticks out financial mythbusters. So we got great feedback on this, didn't we? People, <laughs> people love the financial mythbusters episode. That was that was your uh, topic, Dallas, from memory. So, um, yeah, we spoke about a lot of myths that had been around for a long time, 
such as, for example, that you need to turn your car over every three years yep. and, and stay continually yep. um, under finance yep. with a new car. Otherwise, your car would lose its value yeah, and things yeah, like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, you have to break into the property market earlier. You have to borrow a lot of money to, to yep. break into the property market. Yeah, yep. things like that. Yep. Um, superannuation related myths such as when you retire, yep. Uh, you should move all your superannuation into cash yeah. when you retire. So we, we dispelled that myth yeah. in terms of that it would, would certainly cause most people to run out of money yeah. um, roughly 10 years into their retirement yeah. uh, when their retirement was going to go for more like 25 to 35 years. So I think the one of the reasons why this um, the Mythbusters episode works so well is that yeah, financial planning or people's personal finances is one of those things that there's just so much um, noise around and, and mm. they hear, and not just you know, from professionals, but you go to a barbecue and everyone's got an opinion. It, it's a bit like you know, there are certain things that everyone's got an opinion about diet and what you should do to exercise and the right way to do this, mm. whether they're qualified or not. And that's, yes. it, it's kind of what you hear a lot with, you know, what we talk about with barbecue talkers, is that you, you always hear, no one ever goes to a barbecue and has their mate who's an electrician tell them what they should be doing to fix their car. People sort of stick to what they know. Yeah. When it comes to our money, a lot of the time, because everyone's got some experience and some exposure to different um, you know, financial concepts, everyone's got an opinion. And a lot of the time, it's not necessarily based, based in fact, it's based in their experiences or things that they've heard about anecdotally or those yeah. kinds of things. So. Most people, I think, listen to this episode and you know, we probably went through 10 myths and there might have only been two or three that, mm. that, that really drove home for people that they'd heard of that they hadn't really thought too much about. But everyone listened to it, found something where they went, geez, I, I've heard that before and I thought that was the case, but yeah. now that you explain, that, that can't possibly be so. So, yeah, it was, it was a great one, I think, for a lot of people as an immediate implement. For a lot of people, it might not have necessarily been something that you should go and do off the back of it but a lot of it was what not to do off the back of it it's a good one to start out to to look at what not to do yeah um episodes 88 turning a hundred dollars per week into a hundred thousand dollars and episode three yeah drive a fifteen thousand dollar car to draw an extra seven hundred and seventeen thousand dollars in retirement yeah um they're two that stick out yeah. to me well, well they're, they're basically the two parts I mean, one of them is these are the, the, the turning $100 a week into $100,000. That's something that you can do immediately today. And then the drive of $15,000 car, that's something to not do today, which is don't go and buy a new car. So <laughs> they're combined. They're, they're a great sort of mix, those two, of saying, well, if, in, if instead of going and buying a new car, what else could you do instead? And, and that immediate action to take. Look, it, it tests the value. It really does test the value and question the value of the new car smell. Yeah. Um, personally, yeah. And full disclosure, as I disclosed in there, I used to drive an expensive car. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. What, what, you, what you also were single at the time, but we're trying to impress <laughs> women, so <laughs> that could be that could be uh, part of the reason. Um, but but I, I now have fifteen thousand dollar car. Yeah, uh, it's probably definitely worth less than, than that now. But it's a, it's a reliable car. It's, yeah. it's it's a reasonably new car. Yeah. Um, so. I'd rather have an extra $717,000 well, uh, of income in retirement. I yeah. know I can get a lot more value yeah. in a $30,000 holiday yeah. every year in my retirement yeah. um, as opposed to the new car smell. I think there's, there's a common theme with, um, so these two episodes are similar where uh, 
uh, people responded really well to these as well because there's there's something about putting a concrete number on these concepts. Like mm. Everyone knows that if I want to go and buy a new car on finance leading up to retirement, it's going to cost me some money and there's some yeah. opportunity cost to that. But when you break it down like that and you say, well, if you drive a $15,000 car instead of buying a brand new car, you can draw an extra $717,000. It's like a light bulb goes before people, they go, I, they weren't aware that that's the true cost of that, yeah. over, you know, that decision. And so it becomes, like you say, it becomes very easy to go, well, I'd like a new car, but I wouldn't like a new car that much. So, you know, it's consistent across a lot of these podcasts where the more, the more we've been able to turn an abstract thing or an abstract debate into concrete trade-offs, mm. Mm. you know, we do it with all our clients all the time, we've done it hopefully in a lot of these podcasts, is that that's then an easy decision for people to make. And, and if you then do choose to go and buy a new car, at least you're then going into it with your eyes open, knowing what you're giving up. So. That's right. And Dallas, you made a point just in a recent podcast, we were talking about um, going through your budget and, and stripping back your cost to be able to you know, start to contribute to your superannuation. Mm-hmm. And you made the point that people, um, first of all, look at their discretionary expenses, not their fixed expenses, yeah. but they should actually be looking at their yeah, fixed expenses yeah. as well. Yes. Um, because a lot of your fixed expenses, so people will say, my car payment is a fixed expense. Yeah. Um, however, yeah. it doesn't have to be no. a fixed expense. No. It could be it could be an expense that doesn't exist at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and and people people oftentimes just ignore <laughs> the fixed expenses. Well, and they look at the variable expenses. And um, but uh, but your point was now go back and look at all of your fi- all of your variable and your fixed expenses if you're short. Yeah. And you not even if you're short if you if you just, just to just, to revisit what's the most what's valuable the most valuable use of use that, that money, money. Th- yeah it's an interesting one because with a lot of that and this is where um, as you say the, the this this podcast in particular what what everyone what all human beings are best at is making one decision now, if you make one decision that removes a lot of decisions that's the way you want to do it mm-hmm. so. Where we see a lot of that with people is, is the, you know, they torture themselves over whether they're going to get smoked salmon this week or whether they're going to get, you know, home brand bacon to have with their eggs on the weekend. Yeah. And they think that that's going to be the biggest driving factor in whether they can yeah. retire or not. We sort of torture ourselves week to week. Whereas if you get these big things right, you know, you get those big fixed costs. If you're living in the right house for you, you're not yeah. in a five bedroom home and you should be in a two bedroom unit. If you're driving a $15,000 car and not a $50,000 brand new dual cab ute, if you get those big decisions right, a lot of stuff falls off the back of that, and you mm. don't have to torture yourself week to week because you've you've got those big, you know, the the, the big dominoes. You've got them rolling over for you first, mm. rather than stressing too much about about all the rest of it. And then, and that sort of ties back into the the other episode there of then when you are looking at those variable expenses, if if you've done all those big things, you've got that right. You're driving the right car for you. You're you, you're living in the right house for you then those day-to-day decisions, what you really want to do is make that as tangible as possible as well. Mm. And so that's kind of where, you know, you're turning your $100 a week into $100,000. That's then the choice of that little thing week to week is, is knowing, what you, knowing what you're giving up over 10 years for that, for that little expense week to week and what that could turn into. Yeah, and, and that's probably the, exter- uh, the first place to start. So we're talking about immediate implements here. Mm. And I made the comment that $100 a week is all around us. Yep in that podcast and that and that um what what we'd say to that is that you could actually start tomorrow with a hundred dollars per week into superannuation yeah because a hundred dollars is there somewhere yeah 
um, part B of that would be then to, yeah. to to go back and listen to episode three, drive a fifteen thousand dollars car. Yeah. It's not that you had to drive a fifteen thousand dollars car. It's just that what we compared was driving a car that you fully own, yeah, and that's a reliable car versus driving a car that's under finance yeah. all of the time, <coughs> and that that um, if you put the money from owning the fully so if you put the money that you would have spent in, in paying off the car mm. um, continually paying off the car and turning over the car into superannuation for the last 15 years of your retirement you could pull an extra $717,000 a yeah. year yeah. in retirement um, of income mm. so go back and listen to that one that's that's probably baby uh, that's probably step B yeah. of that yeah and finally rounding it out um, episode 10 just we, we had a look at uh, the top five reasons retirement plans get derailed and one of them was procrastination and not, not starting, starting today. today. So yeah. the only time yeah. to start is today. I, yeah, it was my, my old quote of, uh, of Spencer's. Yeah, Spence was that yeah, <laughs> the best time to start training is 10 years ago, 10 years, but, yeah. but today we'll have to do. So yeah. and, that, and that's, that's exactly right, is that what I think that the order of events that you've got this year is there are things that you can do today. There are things mm. that you can immediately implement. You don't, without having to go through any sort of formal financial planning process, without you know having to get too into the weeds on where do you think you'll be in ten years' time and you know all that sort of thing. There are things that you can do straight away, and and the sooner you get started, the better the position you'll be in. And one of those could be emailing us at podcast at mo50.com.au. That's right. And just saying, look, yeah. I, this I is overwhelming. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know where to start. Yeah. Um, can we can we book a meeting? Yes. And for most people, we do that for the first meeting via Zoom meeting. Yeah. Um, which is a. Um, I think it's a nice, easy way in yeah. because it can be very daunting to to walk into. Yeah, we don't yeah. think we create that daunting atmosphere yeah. uh, in our office, but it can be. We we understand that it is a big step for someone to walk into. That's right. To um, someone that they don't know his office and then lay all their financial cards on the table. So yeah. um, that's that's something you could do. Yep. Uh, at no obligation. Planning right, so they're the they're the immediate implements. Yep. So you could, if you're looking at this, say, saying where do I start? These yep. are things you could implement straight away. Yep. Um, as, as you said, probably the easiest one is to is to email us and go, okay, well, this is my situation. Where should I actually start? But yeah, definitely some things in there that um, that everyone can do. But yeah, planning related. So episode thirty, um, making the most out of the decade. So we did this. We released this on the 22nd of January, mm-hmm. 2020, this year. So, yeah. so um, uh, it seems like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? Yes. So it was pre-coronavirus. Yeah. Um, what we looked at in that one, episode 30, making the most out of the decade. Um, we know that we get contacted a lot in January and February of every year because yep. a lot of people's uh, New Year's resolutions yep. are financially related. Yep. And it's something that's front of mind. What we spoke about there was that hey we're we're entering a new decade yeah which is two thousand yeah you know, sorry first of January two thousand and twenty so um, it, it it pays to actually look at it as a a new decades resolution as opposed yep. to a new year's resolution yep. we started the business we're coming up to ten years in business this November mm-hmm. of two thousand and twenty. So um, that time's flown by. Ten years. We, I mean, we've talked about this before, but ten years is a strange amount of time. Where it's a really strange amount it, of time. It, it seems it's simultaneously 
goes there's so much that you can do in 10 years and you can make mm. huge differences in your, in your financial life and in a business and, and in your personal life over mm. 10 years there's huge amounts of change but it also goes really quickly it flows by it's, it's sort of it yeah. does yeah so that that's a good one to look at so we're obviously still in 2020 um, yeah. we're heading towards the end of it so if you haven't made a start um, towards your retirement uh, dreams then then go back and listen to episode 30. Yeah. Um, another good one to look at or to listen to is episode 44, Why Now is a Great Time for Retirement Planning. So this was this was released in the midst, um, of, the, in the midst of the coronavirus. Yeah. What we spoke, speak about there is that you actually can't travel now. Yeah. Um, so why not take the time to cull or reduce some expenses from your budget yeah. and to have a look at how that might um, enhance your yes. retirement savings. Yeah. Episode 52, how to add $500,000 to your superannuation balance. This yeah. is a pitch at 10 year time yeah. frame as well. So, so again, so again, a great a great one where people responded really well to that podcast because it's such a concrete thing where, mm. yeah, we talk about this at length. On average, people come to see us at 55 with half a million dollars in super. Mm. They're on track for somewhere around a million dollars and most people need about $1.5 million to be mm. able to have the retirement they want. So our job is, is to is to help people add that five hundred thousand dollars, and it's again tying into the ten year thing being a funny amount of time that it goes really quick. It's really easy to stick to a plan over ten years, but you can also make a huge difference. Like yeah. it's not that hard to add half a million dollars to your super. Budget. No, no, it's not. It's all about consistency. Yeah, um, picking up the low hanging fruit, yeah. um, which there are tax savings that people are yeah. leaving on the table every year um, that they needn't be leaving on the yeah. table. Yeah. And, uh, and 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 keeping a consistent plan and yeah. approach yeah. over that you know, ten year period of time. Yeah. Uh, episode thirty three, another one. So, should you pay a mortgage or contribute money to superannuation? So that's a, another good planning related one to yep. start with. So, if you do have a remaining mortgage, yes, um, we find that, and, and we're not to say it's definitely not to say that paying down debt's a bad thing. No, it's certainly a good thing. Yeah. What we look at though in that one is that to pay off any money off your mortgage, we have to pay a full rate of marginal tax mm. on that money first. So for a lot of people that's pay um, you know, 39%, yep. uh, they pay 39% tax before they can pay uh, off any money off their mortgage. Yeah. Um, and we're talking about voluntary repayments here. So basically, you know, if they, as an alternative, where would they be if they contributed that money to that's superannuation? Right. Didn't pay thirty nine percent tax. They yeah. only paid fifteen percent tax yeah. in that scenario. And that, that's a, I guess, it ties into the um, the point we're making before about fixed expenses. Where for many yeah. people, thinking about your your mortgage as you know, if if you're paying X amount per week, that's a that's just a line that has to happen. There's yeah. a lot of variability around how much you can actually pay. So there's probably choices that. Like that, for example, there are there are choices in your financial life that you are you don't even think that you're making, but but that is a choice every week. Yeah. If you're paying five hundred dollars a week extra off your mortgage, then for a start, that's fantastic. Good on you. It is. Yeah. But also, what's the opportunity cost of what else could you be doing with that money? Yep. So, you know, there's been a few podcasts like that, but I think just um, I think a lot of people those sorts of podcasts probably disappointing because we raise the question of should you pay off your mortgage or contribute to super and then we talk about it for half an hour and then we go it depends so <laughs> there's a lot of those though but if if you're in that position where you're thinking about it uh, go back and listen because there are there are a lot of moving parts there are a lot of things that change the, the dynamic of whether you should or shouldn't do that and, and what's sort of most important to you the situation you're in all that kind of thing so yeah definitely an interesting one for a lot of people but uh 
you know, 50-55 in that position where they've started to get a bit of spare cash though. They, they, want, they want to put themselves in the best position and they're just not sure about what's the best way to do that. What do I do with that? So they're the, they're the planning related ones. Yeah. Um, now approaching retirement, um, the ones of the podcast that um, would, I would advise to go back and listen to, uh, first of all, episode 57. So what is an account-based pension? Yep. It's a really, really confusing terminology for people. We speak in that podcast about how um, people have been confused in the past and they've thought, is this something where the money's locked up and we can't access it? Uh, Is it something where Centrelink gets involved? And that's from the word pension. Yep. Um, So we really explain that uh, as um, think of it like having a tax-free company in retirement. It's effectively your superannuation. Yep. Once you get to retirement age, yep. and assuming you're aged over 60, you could actually move your superannuation into um, a superannuation income stream, otherwise known as an account-based pension as well, or an allocated pension. This is where people yeah. get really confused <laughs> and, and, and we can understand why. That's that, those are the episodes that you've got here, 57, and then episode 84, which was taxes in retirement. 84 is a good one to listen to as well, so yeah. taxes in retirement. So we discuss in that how set up correctly, you can you can use an account-based pension and never pay a dollar of tax ever, ever again, again once yep. you've been retired. Yep. And we also discuss how um, in Australia, we tend to be one of the highest taxed Western yep. uh, for, countries for, for while you're income. working yeah. for yep. earned income. Yep. However, we're one of the most generous and yep. set up correctly, the, the, you pay the least amount of tax in a retirement compared to other Western countries. So. Yes. Yep. So that's a good one to have a listen to and, as well. And I guess that's, like you say, that it's just a great concept to think about is that for, for a lot of people, when we're talking about the last 10 years of their working life, you know, we talk a lot about you know, picking up those tax savings on the way mm. through of that last 10 years of your working life. But it's also with that goal in mind of if, if you structure things correctly and you get it right on your way into retirement, it makes a very, very big difference that, that if you can never pay another dollar of tax again in retirement, and as we said, if, if in, as we talked about in those podcasts, if you get to keep all of the return of your retirement savings, it makes a big difference to the lifestyle you can live compared to if you haven't got that right on the way in and you're paying tax to retirement, it really cuts into your lifestyle. That's right. Uh, the other one to listen to is episode 15, the different ways to draw an income in retirement. So yeah. um, that was one of the classic cases of us yeah. um, talking about all the different options and then saying, well... It depends. It, it, depends. <laughs> it depends. So yeah. so it does depend yeah. on um, what's more important to you, yeah. really. Well, that, yeah. that's, that's what I think, a, a great example of one where when we say it depends in that situation, it's not it's not that it depends on your situation, but, yeah. but we have the right answer. That is that is purely a personal decision that people make. So, yeah. you know, the, the main ways that we've, that we've talked about here is, you know, you can either draw a flat a flat dollar amount that you say I need fifty thousand or sixty or seventy thousand dollars every year, and I'm going to draw that amount out of my retirement mm-hmm. savings. Or you can say, Hey, I can be a bit more flexible around how much I live on each year, and and in good years I'll draw more, and in and in, in lean years of market returns I'll draw less. So I'll mm-hmm. do a percentage based withdrawal, and we talk about at length that yeah, there's no right or wrong way there. It's just for some people, different things, you know, different things are more important to different people. And because of that, yeah, everyone should be the way that you draw income in retirement should be it should be different. It doesn't make any sense to to think and look around and go, well, if everyone else is is drawing it 
in this way or they're living on a certain amount, I should do that as well. It, it really is dependent on um, you know, your, your feelings around how much you need to live on every year, whether you're comfortable with adjusting your spending, all those kinds of things. So yeah, definitely an interesting one to, I think, listen to leading up to retirement because, because you hear a lot about, you know, we've talked about people think there's a set dollar amount that I need every year in retirement and you know, I've read a newspaper article saying I need this and the reality is, you know, I think an arching theme is that this is a there's, a, there's basically a lifetime of planning that needs to go on here. So if you've got 10 years of your working life to go, you know, we need to get into the best position possible over the next 10 years, but then once you're retired, you're hopefully gonna stay retired and alive for up to 30 years. So. Mm-hmm. There's a huge amount of planning that needs to go on up to that point and then through your retirement to make sure that, that you are living, uh, the, you know, you're doing things in the best way for you financially over your whole life. That's probably it. So that's my look back yeah. uh, on our last 100 episodes. Yeah. So I'm um, certainly some looking really forward some, now to the next 100. Some absolute bangers of episodes <laughs> there, man. That's, that's been great. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look, again, guys, uh, everyone that does listen, um, we've always said that we would do the podcast if yeah. one person listened. Yeah. Um, our numbers have grown to significantly more if, than if, that. If, if that one person wasn't listening, we'd probably still have the same arguments. We just wouldn't record it. <laughs> we wouldn't record it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so the, the numbers are growing all the time, so it's, it's fantastic. Um, we're really, I mean, like I said before, we really enjoy doing the podcast. Um, we really love the fact that we're adding value to people's yeah. lives. Yeah. And, uh, and get in touch with us yeah. at mo50, uh, sorry, podcast at mo50.com.au. Yeah. Um, if you need help with your retirement planning yep. uh, or if you've you got any, any other questions or anything that you want us to, to talk more about in, in the next 100 episodes any, any listener questions any ideas for, for topics uh, yeah anything at all feel free to get in touch thanks for listening thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Lighthouse Financial Advisors we look forward to catching up again soon